0: All right, welcome to Equal Time Soccer. I'm Matt Pravratsky alongside the two star center backs for the Gopher Soccer Program. We've got Elizabeth Overberg and Jordy Rothwell doing a name swap on the right. We got Jordy on the left. We got E on the right. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys.
1: No problem. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you.
0: Well, first we have to start off with some praise as equal time always does. So we'll, we'll shower you two with some praise uh, for folks who have not been paying attention or listening to my broadcast of go for home games. I will repeat a stat I've been saying all the time, go for defense has yet to give up a goal in the run of play, which is uh, considerably epic uh, for this long of a non-conference stretch. So that's awesome. Niagara scored on a PK. Milwaukee scored on a, a big free kick. But other than that, you all have kept every opponent scoreless. Uh, And so talk a little bit about what's been working well for you as a group, not just, you know, you two in the the center, but also just that defensive unit.
1: Yeah, I think the biggest thing is just having a super gritty back line. And we knew coming into the season that there's going to be a couple new people on the line and we haven't played together before. But I think our mentality, that's the biggest thing, is that, we're just putting our bodies on the line for everything, so I think that's the initial.
2: Yeah, I would. I agree with that. Mm-hmm.
0: Jordy, how does this sort of this group, and even for you, E? There, you know, there hasn't been a ton of rotation in the back this year, I think, which is fairly standard for a backline anyway. But there has actually been some, and more than I think you typically have seen, or I've always seen with the Gophers. So. You know, Yelena just like worked her worked her butt off, you know, won that left back spot, which is such a cool, you know, mm-hmm. uh, moment for her because I think that spot was actually decently up for grabs. I think considering that she starts all these games, people might not realize that, but I think it's credit to her mm-hmm. that she claimed it. But you're still seeing, you know, Taylor Heimerl, which i have half jokingly referred to as the trebuchet because of her big throw in. We can keep working <laughs> on that. You guys can update that nickname anytime you want. Uh, but Taylor Heimer has come off the bench. Krista Van Loon has come off the bench there. For you all, when there are those rotations in the back line, what's sort of the key to making sure you keep your composure back there, you keep your chemistry back there as maybe someone rotates in and out?
2: Um, I think that the subs that come into the back line, I think it's pretty fluid, honestly. Mm. Um, I think coming in after – whether it's like – second half switch or mm-hmm. um, after a couple, like 25 minutes or so, I think the biggest thing that we try to hold a standard of is like a gritty mentality, but also communication. So making mm-hmm. sure that our line is um, up together, back together, um, making sure we're we're holding um, our weak side center, uh, outside backs in, um, just having like general communication to make sure that Taylor, when if she's off the bench or whoever's off the bench knows um, and gets adjusted into the game. And I think they've done it very like wonderfully so mm-hmm.
0: yeah I'm, I'm curious too like uh, I you know when you all played St. Thomas I tried to speak to the Georgia game as much as I could because I think for folks who didn't watch that Georgia matchup um, it was so funny when I talked to Kate after the game and I talked to Aaron after the game and I, I expected them to sort of be proud of the tie and like crow about the tie and I said hey you know, how was that Georgia match? It looked pretty crazy. They're like, yeah, man, it could have been better. Like we really should have got the win. And I, I sort of love that. Like I had forgotten. I was not expecting, you know, like Kate Childer's freshman holding midfield to be like, man, we should have got the win. it uh, just, and this, the game was so impressive for the defense you all put on, but it was funny to also hear sort of the, God damn, we yeah. could have got an SEC road win, which is sort of, I like that sort of, um, there's like a healthy amount of frustration you can carry. And it felt like a healthy amount of frustration, but despite all of that, like whether there could have been a win or whatever, you, you know, you lose a chance to get a huge signature win. The defense in that game was so impressive. And I think to appreciate it, you really had to watch the whole thing because I think there was so much going on, you know, like uh, EU had so many moments that are seared into my brain of just like crazy individual defense. We're just tracking. And then like Jordy, both you and E had these moments where, Georgia had some wingers, man. Like, they had some wingers mm-hmm. who could just beat you. I mean, like, like Abby was working her ass up on right wing, but that player she was going up against, uh, number 17, like Holland or something, she could just get by anybody anytime she wanted. Like, her first step was so crazy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But for you, you mentioned that communication, Jordy, earlier and, and all that stuff. What's the key when you're facing a winger like that? who just, you know, no matter who it is, they're gonna, they can beat one player, they can always beat one player, no matter who it is. And so how do you deal with sort of that exact type of threat where you always have to have an eye on it, but you can't just leave the middle and that kind of thing?
2: Yeah, I, I think that, I mean, obviously, what I said before about communication, I think if, yeah, Abby, it's just making sure, like, E and I talk of, mm-hmm. yes, 50, they had 50 in the middle and she was a strong forward and she was making really mm-hmm. dynamic runs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think one time Abby was like, you you should come cover me. And I was like, well, I just trust her 1-1 defending so much. <laughs> right. That I was like, I, I think in that game we did a good job of covering each other, but at the same time it's just, like, making sure that Abby knows that she does have a cover. So she – if she gets beat, which happens, you know. Um Yeah. She's she's a fast winger and whatnot, but um, I think it's just having communication and making sure that you have like the covering person there.
1: Yeah, I think that's our biggest thing that I'm proud of for our team because we've been working on having those tight seams and just kind of being that cover for each other. And so, say you have a good forward that yeah they can beat anyone. They take a big touch by your outside back, then we're right there to get the ball because they had to take that big touch. So our outside back is slowing them down, and then we're right there because they made them make that decision. So I think. It's just more of a team effort rather than that individual 1v1 is that you each have a role to play. You might not win it there, but you're making it easier for your other defender.
0: Right. There might be there's sort of like a mixture of tools in your toolbox. It's like, okay, well, this winger, we we try and force them out because if we let them go center, they can rip it on goal. Or Mm -hmm. like maybe with a different player, you actually want to force them in because that's where your holding mids are or whatever, or Or, like, if they're so left-dominant, you know, Jordy, you say, like, no, send them in because, like, we're here with you. Like, they're going down the left. If it's always on the left, you know, like, whatever. It's just so funny to see because teams play so – seem to play so differently against you all. I mean, like, probably the biggest mainstay of my time covering the Gophers is, like, game to game, the run of play can be so different. Like, unbelievably different. You know, and I – like, Georgia had that – quirkiness of having the back five or if you'd call it a three-five-two, or whatever you'd call it with their sort of wing backy type with players and it felt like honestly like some of the attacking players with the gophers are sort of like wait they're sort of like these extra people alive <laughs> yeah. like it's you're like wait what the hell because no one in the big 10 that I can think of plays that sort of five back or like the whatever and yeah. so for for you all is on the attacking side on the flip side are there have there been teams this year where just their offensive yep. shape is so different from e- from each other and it takes a lot of adjustment or do you see most of that in film or is there an element of surprise like on on game day
1: um i would say our coaches do a pretty good job at telling us what we're going to face we do a lot of film whether it's on us or future teams we're going to be facing so we're never really surprised about it but again the game's totally different the coaches can tell you that this is what they're going to come out in, but until you really see it it and feel it, you don't really know. But I think we're as prepared as we can be. And it's just really, we have to focus on those details of this is how we're going to break it down. And we have to do it because we know what we have to do.
0: Yeah. You mentioned, I know, I think, I think I have this right, that, you know, when it gets into sort of position groups and the coaching staff is sort of divvying stuff up, uh, folks will be least surprised to know that, you know, Tara Knudson is obviously working at the keepers. Mm -hmm. They'll be least surprised to know that, you know, uh, Maya Hobbs or Maya is working with the uh the, you know the forwards being yeah. a, leg- a legendary forward and so it's kind of a mixture of like Aaron and Allie back with you guys right with that positional stuff of like when it's the position groups is it sort of those two or one of them in particular that's sort of the when it's fully broken down into sort of like multiple phases mm-hmm. is it one of those two who's like leading the sort of positional group stuff for you?
2: Yeah uh Aaron does a lot of she primarily does work with the back line um, right. and she I means she was a forward, but I feel like she does. She brings a lot of great coaching points to mm-hmm. our back line and she says defending's black and white and she'll give us scenarios and we just work them out. And then then you see it in the game and you're like, oh, OK, this is but yeah. obviously like things change and there's different right. where, but for her to go through different scenarios, it makes it easier in our head. To say, there's no pressure on the ball. Like, what do you do? Or mm-hmm. um, this girl's coming in. They're playing two front. What happens then? So it's like we're right. able to work through things. And as a backline, we collaborate. And um, I think that the individual groups is really awesome to be able to like solve problems together, whether off the field before we go on field.
0: Mm-hmm. So. Right. I. That's like a. Depending on the day, I'm sure it feels like a nice giant bonus or a, an extra added uh, security yeah. burden to have the head coach as your positional group person. You're like, okay, well, we're getting a direct line straight to the head coach, but also, you know, Aaron's giving our stuff directly, so you know, don't mess up. Okay, here we go. <laughs> <laughs> That's so funny. I, well, and I love how you you speak to it, Jordy. The idea of the black and white element you know, it doesn't mean that like everything is success or failure, but in some sense it kind of is, it's like the possession either was success or not. And it's kind of funny The binary nature almost makes me think of like a decision tree. It's like, if they have two front, what do you do first? Mm -hmm. Then if they are two front is splitting you out wide, then what's your next thing. Then if they do that, what's, it's sort of like the decision-making and the calculus for sure. Um, E, for you, you know, we joked before we started recording, I think the last time you were on for like a longer show was when you were a freshman. And that, you know, that makes me think of each season for you has been uh, pretty different. Like this is probably the first year, I think, where you come in, where you feel like your role is at least written closer Mm -hmm. to pen than pencil. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've you've played a significant role each year, but I, I don't think anyone could say they would have predicted precisely what that role would be. Your freshman year, obviously, there's yeah. a terrible injury last exhibition game. You just, you know, ho-hum, start on the back line, crush it as a freshman. <laughs> um, last year, uh, the team had plenty of tweaks to the rotation as things went on. You ended up playing a ton of games at center back, just looked so yeah. good back there. Um, but how has this fall felt for you compared to those other years where I think, you know, Anyone who followed the team, whether we're in charge of the rotation or not, the on-paper guess would be okay. Well, there's one returning center back; it'll be E. Hopefully, mm-hmm. they go out and get some some shiny grad transfer who happens to be sitting next to you now and and to start with you again. But mm-hmm. it's like, how did how does this fall feel compared to those first two years where you feel like maybe there's a little more certainty?
1: Yeah, it totally is different each year, and even now it's not totally certain, but it is. It just gives you. <laughs> that confidence and just even just being an upperclassman, you have all those past years of experience and you can, you know, you can do it because you've done it before. So right. I think that, that's nice to take into a season. I'm like, I know this is the position I'm gonna in playing and I know how to fight for it because I've done it before. And I think mm-hmm. what's been different this year is that Jordy and I got to play together a lot this summer at our captain's practices. And I haven't, didn't get to have that my um, first two years. Cause I wasn't up here as early as I was this summer so, right. I think that was super helpful that Dirty and I could just get to know each other's playing styles like in early June and just really get to know each other, which is you need to know in the back line.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, especially you two. I think there's, you know, everyone, if you sit outside, the times when I'm in the booth, I, I sort of forget how loud Plashko is. And then you go to a game in person, you realize how loud Plashko is. Mm-hmm. But then the other thing is you hear your voices, you hear the other, you know, you hear Bowman in the attack, whatever. And it's actually really fun for me because i'm watching streams or i'm watching from the Mm booth so much watching a game in person like i was down in in omaha for the Mm crate match uh yesterday and uh it's actually the things you pick up of like players like yelling at each other and yelling because you're on a field like you know shouting at each other and communicating with each other it's actually really interesting Like, like there's little nuggets of like how people communicate and how people respond where it's actually it's actually pretty like fun little like mini almost like baby gossip for me i'm like oh yeah this player always yells this okay they always okay yeah cool 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 um and for you for you e i think like that georgia game you've had plenty of good games before i mean like you've been consistent you know time in time out but that georgia game to me was sort of just like nutso and and for you individually and equally in the St. Thomas game, there were so many individual plays where like your individual defense seems so sharp. Um, and I think, you know, the eye test has shown you just like grow each year. And even to be honest, the stats, like when you go into a Y scout or one of those models, your stats actually like have just improved every year and you were already pretty solid as a freshman, but to you, does it, does it feel different for you as a player? Like, do you feel more, either more confident in, Things you're willing to try now versus before, or like when you'd ask for help now versus when you don't, <laughs> or like has do you does it feel different on the field for you?
1: Yeah, I would say it does. I mean, freshman year, playing a new position, I was just trying to not mess up, honestly. You you have a role, you keep the ball out of the back of the net, but like offensively, <laughs> I was just supposed to connect the ball, do my job.
0: <laughs> right. But-
1: Like, that's all I could do. But this year, just each year you build that confidence and you know what to look for, especially on the attack. And that's something we've been working on as the back line is we're the start of the attack. And it's our job to connect. But when there's something on forward, it's our job to hit that ball. So I think that's something I felt is different as I'm looking for those more dangerous balls because I know I can hit it. And I've been playing with the people in the middle and up top for quite a bit. And so I know what runs they're going to make and I trust them more too. So that's something I feel is different. And 1v1 defending, we work on it so much in practice, a lot. So that right. helps me build confidence because I'm going against some of the best attackers, I think, in the Big Ten every day. So it's nice to get that practice. So I'm yeah, I, I,
0: I wouldn't exactly find it chill to have to defend Megan Nemec and Bowman mm-hmm. and Romine and Paige and everybody. That would yeah. suck. Well, I guess and you t- you two get to have like Izzy's shoulder in your chest all day. So that's mm-hmm. also like... Wow, what fun. To this, is, this is great. Izzy, Izzy's just like beating the hell out of me with her like strong yeah. frame. What a, what a party this is in practice. Um, and Jordy, for you, you know, you've played so many games in your career. You know, you you obviously had a fun homecoming moment uh, going down to Creighton. You're, you're from Wisconsin, but you starred for four years in Creighton at Creighton in the Big East. Um but for you being in this system and obviously having those captains practices, all that kind of stuff, is there anything that's been sort of unique for you in this system versus what you were playing before in terms of what's being asked of you or sort of reads you're making or any of that stuff in terms of obviously a lot of what center backs do is, is similar across teams, but is there anything that you've been like, Oh, okay. I actually haven't been asked to do this before. Oh, this is actually different for me on these kind of situations um, is there anything about this experience that's pushed you in terms of either role or or system or any of that?
2: Um, I think right away, just like the first couple of practices about like the coaching points that I received were just pretty different than mm-hmm. what I was receiving at Creighton. And they weren't like bad different. It was just thinking about different concepts or thinking about 1v1s in a different light. Um, right. I think a way that kind of challenged my mentality and how I go out on the field as well. Um, I think one of the biggest things too is at Creighton we played a three-five-two, right. and being the center in the three back, you you didn't really have freedom to um, dribble up forward or um, do much with that, which was fine. But it was like you make a bad pass, and then sometimes it's you you, you three were just kind of isolated um Uh so I think it's been nice like you said like E is just a great defender and she makes comes up time and time again Uh so it's like I pass the ball away and she's there and like she'll pass the ball away and sometimes you know and then I'll be there and so I think (laughs) having like a four back is or just having other people next to you is it's just better to have that cover and it just makes it better like to have a nice defensive unit and having a three three back was great and my the two that I played with were amazing they covered me all the time but it's just, I really enjoy the system. And I think um, it's becoming here has been a new challenge. And it's been fun to um, play with you. So
0: yeah, well, and I have to imagine that three back to four back. One of the differences too, other than like the tactical stuff and whatever and responsibilities and whatever. When you talk about communication, one of the maybe quote unquote, luxuries of that three back when you're the center back, the center center back is like, you truly can just tell them both like within your like your space you can really get both within your earshot when you're in a four back i'm assuming at least a little bit you actually have to rely on you and e being on the same page because there are times where e is going to have to deliver that message to yell Mm -hmm. or taylor or krista and sort of it's almost like a two-stage process versus a one-stage process where like you two have to be on the same page first because then you are communicating out to your (laughs) outside backs versus like when you're that center back you're sort of like hey fucking read off of me like I'm in the middle like just you know you say to the outside backs you're like keep this out of your eye read me when it's a four you need sort of that two phase has it has that felt a little bit different for you the communication so
2: I mean I mean a little bit yeah it is hard like sometimes if yell yell is pretty far away so yelling at her to either tuck in or whatnot I mean it's not super far and I I mean I can yell that far but um it is yeah just me and E just be on the same page and I think we're told a lot of the times of like things what we need to do and what standard we need to hold for a back line so I think both most of the time we see it and we kind of see the same thing and so we're pretty much saying the same thing at the same time so I think that that works and it's pretty fluid so Mm
0: -hmm. yeah I it's funny you mentioned like like all of us are getting, you know, all of you are getting sort of the coaching points as well. So there is a, there is an amount of same paging you have to do, but also like, we know what we're supposed to be doing. Like that's sort of the undertone of what you seem to be saying. And a moment in the St. Thomas game sticks out to me where, you know, it was roughly 1000 degrees that day. Uh, so there were water breaks and the second half, I was calling the game with uh gopher alum, Maddie Gaffney. She was subbing in. And uh, one thing that really jumped out to me, this like tiny little detail was the water break in the second half is usually between like the 20 or 25th minute and the half. Mm -hmm. And you look, and it's not crazy to see a team really like crew up and coach up like to see like the St. Thomas coaches or, or any team, the coaches really sort of do a refresh and sort of bring the group in and like do a hardcore, like focus on this, focus on this, focus on this. And so I looked over and during the second half break, the coaches didn't bring you all in at all. I mean, they gave you water, like, you guys got water, but there was not some giant, like, hey, it's 1-0, go score some damn goals. Like, there was not, like, a full regroup. There was not, like, a what the hell. There was not, like, a tighten up. It was just, so, to me, I read it as they know the players know what they're supposed to be doing. Like, whether the goals are coming or not, like, everyone knows. We don't need to restate it 50 times, like, a lot of these random, like, male coaches who are just screaming all day long and so that that was sort of like a unique moment for me did is that was i reading that right in the sense that like coaches are like listen they know what they're supposed to be doing like even if stuff isn't happening is there that level of trust and expectation of like dude we gave you the game report we did all the film you know what you're supposed to be doing it's on you once we're on the field
1: yeah i would say especially in the second half we've already had our halftime break And we already know that we're on the same page. And I think at that point it was just us talking with each other. Like what we see It was us talking with our forward saying like, Hey, this is what's on or take your shot. And they're telling us like, you only have one person on your line. You can be a little more risky with things that you're doing. So it's just, it's on us. Like Aaron was there. Of course, she's saying, Hey, like you guys are there. It's going to happen. And it's just at that point, it's on us. We know what to do. And really it's about us coming together and getting everyone on the same page and everyone, loosened and relaxed enough to do what we know that they what they can do
0: (laughs) well you mentioned and you mentioned earlier one thing i'm super curious about both of you spoke to the idea that you are the start of the attack because i think there's sort of like a funny dynamic of like we've had so many games this year where you keep it scoreless um but just like maybe the team as a whole isn't able to get on the board or like maybe maybe the entire game is scoreless or maybe you drop one one zero against milwaukee because you know it's a funky small field and the game just grinds down whatever the hell but for you all you mentioned like taking the risk in the attack and that's something I know Aaron has mentioned multiple times of like needing sometimes the attacking unit isn't taking the risks but then other times I know I've heard her speak like generally to the idea of wanting you to like wanting the back line to also take some risks of like hey send some balls like if it's if it's ground down we need you guys to get nuts and like send some some big balls over the top and this The Gophers will never be like a kick and chase soccer 1.0 yeah. team. But d- for you two, how much in your careers has that been a part of your skill set in terms of being able to send a big ball or find someone downfield or, like, read, you know, multiple lines ahead of, like, hey, is Izzy getting into a spot? Is, is like, you know, Nemic still I don't think has been fully unlocked on the run, like that kind of thing. How much of that has been part of your game in terms of making those reads sort of three phases up and trying to make those, you know, crazy 50-yard, like, bomb passes?
1: Um, yeah, I'd say we just – we have to be risky, but, like, smart risky. If that makes sense. Like, be brave <laughs> in another sense. Like, we have to be confident in ourselves that we can hit those balls. But mm-hmm. in other parts, we just need to be able to connect, move the ball. Right. Because while we might see, like, oh, this long ball's on. But then it's, like, Megan might have just made that run or Paige or row. Right. So to Take into account – is that just going to be a turnover? Because if we just jumped in their half and we had someone else we could have connected to, I think we do a good job of being aware of, like, this could be on, but this other pass I know could work and we're not going to lose the ball if we just defended for quite a bit. So,
0: Right. Mm -hmm.
2: Yeah, I I agree with that. I think um, in – what game was it? St. Thomas' first half. Mm -hmm. Um, And even the Georgia game, it was just we were dribbling up and we were just – we didn't play any balls. Like we were just searching. Right. You need to quit searching and mm-hmm. make sure you know where you can play it. And yeah. I, most of the times uh, what I've been told at least too is if you're going to take three or four touches, people already know you're going to serve it. So if you're going <laughs> to take touches forward and you're going to just serve it, then the back going to read it and it's just going to be picked off. Um, so it's, if you're going to play that big ball, you got to know you can play the big ball on your, se- on your second touch so mm-hmm. that right. the line isn't adjusted and whatnot. So yeah. Um, I think that that's a part of the responsibility. And I think that as a center back, that is the expectation on like kind of any team you're on yeah. is just to have that range of passing and um, have that vision too, because we are like the first line of offense, but we're also, we have to make our passes. Like we give away as a goal. So, right. Uh, most times. So, um,
0: yeah. That is really funny. You mentioned like the idea of even like what's your tell? You know, like it's, it's like, like your ball could be as perfect as you want it to be. Like last year, you know, Cessarone had a great long ball. Delaney had a good long Mm -hmm. ball. I've seen both of you be able to send a good long ball, but it's like you can have the best pass in the entire world, but if you cue it super early and the defender can react, that's so funny. i thought about that too. (laughs) Well, and, and, um, Oh shoot. I forgot. Well, we'll, we'll see if I remember it to go back to, uh, let folks know uh, today's show is brought to you by uh longtime partner, Pence Holmes. I'm, You know, I've personally worked with Nate and Lydia. I'm sitting in a home that they helped my wife, Rochelle, and I buy. So can't ride any harder for them than that. (laughs) So props to Pence Homes. uh, Find them for all your real estate needs. PenceHomes.com or at Pence Homes. And our new beverage partner. Look at this. Modest Brewing. Take a look. Props to them. They make great uh, beers, seltzers, THC seltzers, and THC gummies. Really good merch. Look out. Here we go. I'm a I'm a modest boy, you guys. I'm going all in. Uh, so they're right by Target Field or Target Center. So swing by them uh, before Twins or Lynx playoff games. That's my tip for for all the fans. Get nuts, do downtown Minneapolis. Do it right. Um, well, let's jump in. There's some random thing popping in my head, but we'll see if I remember it going on. Let's jump in and talk just for a second about conference play getting rolling. See so you guys wrapped up conference play with the draw at Creighton. Um, I sort of half jokingly said to a few Gopher parents when I was down in Omaha, like this year's Creighton team knows how to get a draw. They got a draw against you guys. <laughs> they they know how to grind to a result, and they got another one. So props to them. Um, but now conference play is about to jump in. Um, for for some context for some hardcore uh, Gopher uh, nerd fans, the Gophers were four and six in the Big Ten in the first year of the Chastain era. So that'd be that'd be uh, uh, ease freshman year. Last year the team was four four and two, so a slight improvement moving two of those losses over to the tie column. That five hundred ish record is usually good for like that sixth to eighth in the conference. So that's where the Gophers finished last year, eighth place. Um, I know the team has a stated goal of of winning the championship. I have then translated that in Matt words to mean they need to get a top four seed because that's the best path. I think having like a, a home game in the first round. So I have translated big 10 championship in Matt words to mean top four seed. So to get a top four seed in the last few years, usually it means to be a game or two over 500 in conference play. So you guys are about to start a nice stretch. We mentioned before we started recording, this schedule is kooky as hell. There's almost no blocks. It's all, it's all splitsville. So at Michigan, then home versus Michigan state, then at Iowa, then home versus Wisconsin at Indiana, Then you get three in a row. We're home with Illinois, which is on big, big 10 for all you cable nerds. Uh, Ohio State, Nebraska at home, then a double at Northwestern and at Purdue. But for you all, as you start conference play, is there any sort of mindset shift or just reset in terms of, okay, you know, we think of non conference as providing what it provides, and now we have this new battle to go through? Like, what's the mindset shift in terms of, okay, here we go? these are the games that quote-unquote count count even more, or however you think about it?
1: Yeah, I think our team has harped on it a lot, that non-conference. Those games do matter for like our RPI, but Mm -hmm. we want to learn as much as we can from all of those games. Each game gave us a different look at what other teams might want to play against us, and we've had different weather conditions, different game times, so I think Mm -hmm. it's really just – seeing how we can respond to just different um adversity that we might face. And I think as Big Ten's coming, it's just it's just a different, it's just a different mindset. It's taking forgetting all those things that like we were super mad about and just taking what we can from it. And it's
2: just different.
1: I don't know. You know
2: <laughs> counts. Sure. point counts.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. Like every little tiny thing. Like yeah. what was it one point last year? Mm-hmm separated just like three teams it was insane so yeah. it's just not your mindset just has to be so locked in and it has to. Mm-hmm. that's just kind of what we're
2: and you just mm-hmm. have to You're, do your job and yeah. be clinical like after the creighton game was that we let up a few like there's a few um goals i mean one of them was just kind of bs that got um when kaya scored the goal or anything. yeah
0: that's um, there's multiple equal time followers got to see multiple angles of that. I was standing behind uh, the, the Creighton defensive goal to go for offensive goal. So I got another angle of it too. Even the broadcast angle, it did not look like a foul. And then the one I took literally behind the net, it's so, it's like peak non-call, like so frustrating, but that can, but that can happen. Yeah.
1: yeah. Adversity. (laughs) Yeah.
2: And so I think that the biggest thing going into conference play is we need to be clinical in all positions. Yes. Um, it's it, as a forward, it's your job to score goals and we need to score goals. And as defenders, we need to get shutouts and we need to continue right. to get shutouts because the teams in the big 10, they don't mess around. They're going to go out in every game and they're going to work hard. And there's a lot of high seeds. And I mean, Michigan just mm-hmm. beat Notre Dame. That's a, that's a good stat and for them. Right. And um, we're coming off a good non-conference season, but it's also, we, we need to keep putting our head down and keep working hard because nothing is going to be given to you in the big 10, um, mm-hmm. regular season and yeah, take every point you can, um, and just kind of grind it out because you know, it's conference, it's, it's game time. So yeah, it's
1: like, well, we, it's, we remind ourselves is what we work all year for all the hard workouts right. in the spring, winter and the summer. This is what it's for. And it's just, especially in the big 10, anyone can beat anybody. Yeah. Like that's yeah. A big thing we've learned is that there's never just like one unbeatable thing. Like, each game is yeah. close. It's like two, one, one, zero. Mm-hmm. You have to be able to have those blinders on and just focus on what you need to get done. And I think that's what we've been doing all non-conference and what we're really gonna right. this upcoming week.
0: Yep. Well, and you mentioned there's there's usually not one team that's unbeatable, and there's certainly almost never teams that are a guaranteed win. Like the 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 story of like my era of covering Gopher soccer has been far more about this the Gophers in the worst year in the program history they beat like a top 10 team in the country I mean like there is never a time where a game is guaranteed I mean never Mm -hmm. and so it's like every game you go into you mentioned earlier E one thing that did finally pop back into my brain the idea of sort of you know what teams are going to be doing and you can be well prepared and then you also have to be ready on the day you know like you have to be ready And the game against Indiana last year is the one I'm thinking of where they made an entire like 10 game stretch where their whole thing was that they were uh, they had like nine straight games of not allowing a goal or something or like, or like eight shutouts or some crazy yeah. stat, like crazy yeah. stat. The, the keeper had because of that had a hundred percent save percentage, you know, like nine games into the year. Yeah. Or something. And so everyone predicts them to come in and it's like, Oh, how are the gophers going to break them down? It's going to be so hard. And then, there was like, I'll just say it, like, I think a little bit of arrogance on the Indiana coaching staff's part, and they decided to just play super forward. They played super attacking against Minnesota, and I think you all beat them, like, 3-0, and they hadn't give up, given up a single goal all year because they just threw out their game plan, and they were just like, all right, let's go. Let's come into Minnesota. Let's, like, let's score some goals, and so you do have to be prepared because you don't know when a coach might go kooky or, or ambitious or or whatever, and so Yeah. Who knows? Well, and, and Jordy for you, I'm sure you've played against, you know, some of these big 10 teams, frankly, just by randomness and because of non-conference and, and obviously um, you being from Wisconsin, you're at least like vaguely familiar with the big 10, I'm sure. But for you, um, what's it going to be like for you now playing a different conference slate after sort of getting to know all those, those standard foes uh, down in the big East?
2: Um, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I personally have never played against a big 10 team, um, mm. just because of, uh, we played them in the spring and I was yeah. most of the springs. So, um, I'm excited to go and play. I mean, each team is going to come with a unique challenge. And I think the big East, we kind of knew who the the strong teams were. And I think consistently in the big East, it's always the same teams. Like Georgetown is always the top. Um, right. I think the big 10 is like, especially last year, no one knew that Michigan State was gonna do well or Nebraska, you yeah. know. So I think every year in the Big Ten is different and I think there's a lot more variability, and I think it's exciting. I think our schedule is great, and I think we have great teams at home and we have great teams away. And I think we're gonna go in and we have a great team. So I think it's gonna be really mm-hmm. awesome. So yeah.
0: Yeah. It's a, e, e. how much how much guidance have you given Jordy about some of these road trips? You've been through it now. So you you all will be in Ann Arbor, you'll be in Iowa, Iowa City, which I will be at that game. Sweet, sweet Iowa again. God, mm-hmm. they're just dragging me down that. there all the time. <laughs> you, you play at Indiana, at Northwestern, at Purdue. Which of those sort of road trips would you tell Jordy to get psyched about for, yes. for a Big Ten road trip of those? of Ann Arbor, mm-hmm. Iowa City, Bloomington, Indiana, Northwestern, and Purdue. Let's go. Which one? Shout, shout one of them out.
1: Um, mm, probably Northwestern. I've never been, I didn't play at Michigan any of right. the years, um, or Indiana, I don't think, but Northwestern, I just, their environment's different, I think, because yeah. it's right on the water. So, you know, it's going to be windy, mm-hmm. on turf you know, they've got, they got the fans and it's in Chicago. So that one is just different, I think, because it's just a different environment and
0: yeah.
1: Northwestern, they were really good last year. Yeah. Like any, like all the Big Ten, but, but I think that that field, it just you, it's a different environment, so you play different. If,
0: if the if the random uncle or cousin or whatever person drove the boat by the stadium with the Gopher <laughs> flag, the last time the Gophers played at Northwestern in the broadcast, the whole time all you saw was a boat going back and forth with the Minnesota flag. If that person is listening or watching the show drinks around me that whole weekend. I'm, I'm you're I'll be down there. Drinks around me. It was great. It was so I cool. I loved it.
1: I think it was someone who knew Caroline, our freshman Caroline, right.
0: because she's from what?
1: Illinois. Yeah.
0: Whoa. Okay. Some bird cell connection. Okay, right. I'm I don't
1: like, know. I don't know all the deets, but
0: I, I've seen, yeah, Car- Caroline. Uh, so for folks who haven't been tracking Caroline bird cells from Illinois, um, she was like an unbelievably hyped, uh, attacking, uh, uh, incoming freshman but uh, had a heartbreaking uh, knee injury in the spring and so she's uh, she's out but you see her at games all the time if folks mm-hmm. go to games you'll see her she's it's almost like too much of a tease to see her out there like mm-hmm. doing random soccer stuff and you just like want to see her suit up so um, yeah. but she's from Illinois so some connections there all right you two now get serious classes oh, have started and so, unfortunately, I have to mimic the academic calendar. We are going to do a couple of pop quizzes because that is what occurs. So the first one, Jordy and E, we're going to do a teammate quiz. These are going to be, they're not complicated questions. It's six questions. think okay. I'll give you a question and just hold the answer in your head until I throw it to you to give it to you. So the first question, if someone on the Gopher soccer team for 2023 had to make a PK to save your life, who who are you choosing and just think of it in your head and then I'll throw it to one of you at a time. (laughs) Wow. Don't worry. There'll be six of these. So you can, you can spread around the love. Don't worry. Jordy, let's go to you first.
2: I would say Bowman.
0: What do you think?
1: I was going to say Bowman. We see it the most because she Mm. practices a lot in practice. So I know she can make it. I also have a lot of faith. Paige, Kate, mm. just solid clinical so
0: nice a couple, of, couple of couple of freshmen getting throughout on the PK yep. like look at look at the chops of these young ghosts I love it next one similar question but I'm going to pivot PK to save your life which coach are you taking <sighs> and E will make you go first this time so that if if one of you has to get cut you know you'll you'll risk it for you and Jordy
2: Hmm.
0: I'm there's a. Get, there's a. Oh. I'm thinking. I think
2: I, I would say Allie too. I think she. I've never seen her play. I mean, she plays sometimes in right. practice, but I think she's sneaky, technical, and she's the center mid, and so I think she was nothing against super, the other coaches. No, nothing against, nothing no, against anyone. But not. I think maybe she would compose. Yeah, I'm, what she needs to I'm do.
0: I'm impressed with the Allie answer because there's two punt answers to that question. For any question about the coaching staff, you could just say Aaron because you don't Mm want to ruffle any feathers. And for a PK question, you could just say Maya because she's a legendary scoring forward. Mm -hmm. So you guys saying Allie means... I think you're actually answering, which is great, which is really great. Um, There are times, E, I can't even remember if I've seen you do this. There are times on these road trips. We're about to get into more of the road trip season where I see some good team content on either Insta or whatever. It is usually the mini mic related, the absurd mini mic that exists only for social media. I believe I've seen some karaoke content or maybe I've only heard of it on like bus, bus road trips. So I'm not asking you to perform live on air right now, either of you. But who is the team's best road trip bus singer when that breaks out on the bus?
1: Okay, Alex. Alex, hundred um, percent. Alex is a legit amazing singer. Mm-hmm.
0: What do we get from her? What's What's Alex's style? What's the, What's the vibe? What's the good? She's go-to? a belting
1: soprano, so that's <sighs> that's like shallow, you know, by Lady Gaga. Oh. It's amazing, but she's super humble about it, so she never sings. So it's more right. us being like
0: Alex. Do, <laughs> do we ever get eighties and nineties from Alex? Do we ever oh, get yes. any of that?
1: He loves eighties rock. That's her favorite genre. Well,
0: because if anyone goes to games or actually sees Alex in person, I don't remember when the haircut took place. <laughs> but as but as soon as she went to like this look, holy shit! It's like it's a great like a curl like yeah. the it is. It's her. like an undefeated like 80s, 90s, like pop rock look. Like it is this is unbelievable. Alex, frankly, we're gonna do a karaoke feature with you at Blackheart. We're gonna mm-hmm. get some content out of this because this Sorry is amazing. <laughs> look out, look out, Alex. We are we are coming for you. Um this this is a more on the ground one. Who is uh maybe an underrated or even even a rated uh hardest worker in training? Mm.
1: This is hard. We have. Our teams and let's we'll
0: me. we'll give the umbrella statement that everyone is hard workers. Don't yeah. worry. This does not mean whatever. But J- Jordy, who do you got?
2: Mm. <laughs> I didn't think. Okay. I, I think that's, I mean, that's just an, I think that's an impossible question because it's okay. not somebody that like, I feel like everyone is there and everyone puts their head down and works hard.
0: That's and
2: great. yeah. Like, I mean, Bowman and Rowe are obviously always all around the fields, but um, yeah. I think a lot of people work hard and give it
0: their all all the time. So, yeah. That's great. It's <laughs> having, having a high give a shit factor is like pretty important. So that's, that's yeah. good. Yeah. Um, so this is, this is another one. It's a, uh, athletics based but this time outside of soccer if which teammate do you think is the best athlete outside of soccer so any other you could pick if you happen to know any other sport they're great at or some other athletic mm-hmm. endeavor who would you who would you say is the best non-soccer athlete taylor
1: besides us besides us yeah yeah totally I'll obviously taylor. yeah taylor's taylor.
2: good She's what got do you see say-
0: what is what does she's she show up?
2: She was a track runner. She I think mm-hmm. what I've heard from her is like just give me any sport. And like I know she's good at spike ball and like she's just good It's great hand eye coordination She's just kind of an athlete. So. She's good.
1: Maddie Raymond.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: She's an athlete. She can do
1: a backflip.
0: Oh, oh. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, she's Maddie.
1: Cool. Yeah.
0: This is – although this puts a lot of pressure on her now to uh, eventually get a goal because then I will – <laughs> here's here's where I'll put it up. Maddie, in a, even if it's a spring game, an exhibition, whatever game it is, if there's a game where you do a backflip as a celebration, equal time will give you a $250 NIL bill just from that. Straight oh, up. Shoot. Found the record. And and by the way, if anyone if anyone else can do a backflip, the yeah, offer stands for them as well. Right, so, we'll Damn. we'll see. Also, if anyone wants to do an outrageous celebration of any kind, I'll, we'll probably reward that with a deal. Because there's college game is not celebration town. There's not a lot of sellies. So if someone pulls a sellie, we'll mm-hmm. we'll think about it. Um, it. <laughs> oh, now, now you two are brainstorming. I like it. And yeah. if you two connect on a goal yeah that we would do one for sure (laughs) this is um if if that ever happened oh I do Jordy was it did you have was it against St. Thomas where you had the cross in to wasn't and I remember even on the broadcast I said I love that I just got to say the phrase cross into the box by Jordy Rothwell (laughs) like it was and Led to a goal. It was a great ball. But it was no. it, like the times where you will be on the wing ready to send in a cross. I don't know what, yeah,
2: I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> do that, with that.
0: Great, great ball, though. This, this is the last one about the teammates. Uh, this is actually just a question for me to know. I have now broadcast Gopher soccer games with, I think, six different alums at given times. Of anyone on the current Go for soccer team, who do you think would make the best broadcaster for soccer games hmm. this is good I you guys look so thoughtful I'm just gonna post a gif of you guys thinking <laughs> <Like> <laughs> just this the, sitting there thinking
2: Probably plashko only because she never she doesn't really
0: she's not up. afraid.
2: I'm just yeah gonna stop talking um
1: <laughs> Roe would be good she knows probably like the most about soccer mm. very into it but like yes. she wouldn't be as like
0: verbose the
1: whole time we as Paschal. Paschal so and the pairing Ro. I think would be great mm. of those two
0: oh even oh I didn't even yeah Jordy, you said combine them or mm. even E you said have them do it together that would be pretty good that
1: would be perfect
0: that would be pretty good. I like it. I'm gonna. I'll work on my lab work. See if we can combine those two. <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, that would be interesting for a lot of soccer reasons too. Yeah. Uh, lastly, we have a second pop quiz. As we said, classes started. Unfortunately, yeah. there's a second class today. This one is even more glamorous. Um, uh, Jordy, you're from Wisconsin. You played in sunny Nebraska for the first four years of your college career. Uh, Elizabeth, E, you are from. Iowa, sunny Iowa, just off the border, you both play in Minnesota. So we are going to ask you some questions specifically about those four states, and these questions have absolutely nothing to do with soccer. So here we go. Okay. First one is, actually, let's start with any let's start with a slightly more normal one uh, that people would expect. All of these states produce quite a bit of corn. I'm sure you guys know that, having had to drive across all of Iowa mm-hmm. uh, recently. Of those four, and so hold it to yourselves, rank them in terms of where they rank in corn production for U.S. states. So Iowa, Wisconsin, Minnesota, and Nebraska. And E, we're going to make you go first because uh, corn reasons. Yeah.
1: Um, I just got to go with Iowa first. I mean, home state, got to stay loyal. Mm corn mm-hmm. everywhere. Mm-hmm. Um, Nebraska, too, because they're the Cornhuskers. There has to be a mm. reason. They're talking about corn the whole time. I'm mm-hmm. um, not in Wisconsin that much. So then Minnesota, then
2: Wisconsin.
0: What do you think, Jordy? What do you think about her oh, list?
2: Yeah, I like the first two. I think Iowa Nebraska, then it would be Wisconsin and then Minnesota, okay. but I don't know. I'm those e, two a
0: little. E, e actually did have it. Iowa's the top mm-hmm. state. Nebraska's third minnesota is fourth and then wisconsin's all the way back at eighth they're too busy raising cows Mm -hmm. too busy raising raising cows there's there's no room for for corn um second question even more glamorous in terms of gross domestic product which is a rough metric for like the size of the economy etc e i know you're into like political stuff so you need to track this (laughs) um jordy i'm sure this will somehow factor into exercise science so you also need to know it so jordy if you want to guess first you can between those four states
2: um i would say nebraska
0: as the top one yeah what do you what do you think who do you think the top one is
1: So is this – I might just have to go with Iowa again. I know they produce a lot of ethanol, so Mm – And that's corn, so maybe that factor.
0: This is actually one of the ones where Wisconsin does best. They are – Minnesota was top. Minnesota's top, by the way. Minnesota has a lot of Fortune 500, so they drive some GDP. And then they are 20th, and Wisconsin is 21st, so pretty close. Then Iowa, then Nebraska. And by the way, the moms are – the moms are loving this content. They're they're drinking this in. We I could keep these quizzes going all day long. Mm-hmm. Next next one, we'll just we'll we'll just do one final question. I'll skip a couple of these because it is not that interesting. Final question. This is a survey of the happiest states. This was done by Wallet Hub, so we have to trust this. This is real. This is basically Buzzfeed quiz level of information. This is real. How do you think they rank in terms of happiness? Which is a metric, I'm sure, based on some weird data sets, um, but vaguely based on something. Let's mm-hmm. Let's make E, let's make you go first on this. Try and rank the four.
1: Unhappiness. Um.
0: This is the thing that like state tourism bureaus share and populate. You know, they're psyched to win a state as well and stuff like this. This is so we're helping all these states' tourism bureaus.
1: Yeah, I don't know. It's hard because it's hard to know what requirements they have to make you happy, but So true. Minnesota, I'd say mm. is up there. Happy and mm-hmm. got big fair mm-hmm. people like hunting and everyone's happy. Um and then <laughs>
0: He- Wait, J- Jordy, who do you think second is? I think- e, you are right. Minnesota is first. Who think
2: oh, wow. Uh, Wisconsin, probably.
0: I appreciate you riding for them. They're actually fourth.
2: Wow. Okay. But,
0: so, uh, E between Iowa and Nebraska, who do you think is second? Iowa. You're also riding for Iowa. Look at you two riding for your hometown city. Yeah, we
2: yeah.
0: can't. One of the rare ones where Nebraska came in second. So good for them. And I know. Who's, who's to say? Who's to say? So for everyone who made it 50 minutes into the show, you got to see Gopher star center backs, Elizabeth Overberg, Jordy Rothwell, crush it with a couple of pop quizzes. Cause as we know, their student athletes and classes started, yes. they're going to be taking quizzes all day long. I'm sure quizzes still exist or whatever yes. students do now. Um, Gophers just wrapped up their non-conference slate against Creighton. Tough draw on the road. They head on the road to face Michigan and Ann Arbor this week. Thanks so much for joining us, you guys.
1: No problem. Thank you.